There's going to be a day, people, when we all come together at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, that's unavoidable. You can deny it all you want. You can uh, run away from it all you want. You can claim some other belief system all you want. But the fact is going to remain that he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And here it's a religion. The podcast that uh, discusses things from a standpoint of faith. Discusses things from a standpoint of religion and what it means to society and why people do the things that they do because of the faith that they have in certain things. And um, it's a great exercise because you don't hear a lot of people talking about things from a standpoint of faith out there. You know, people typically talk about things from the standpoint of secular humanism, what people just simply do or believe, you know, they don't talk about what they believe as the causation for that, as the cause of how people act in society. You see this a little bit more nowadays just because there's so many things uh, going haywire out there and you've got systems in place now that promote hate, that promote um, division and the powers that be really advance their own cause when that happens. When people are divided, it's easy to, easier to control them. It's easier to get them to do the things that you want, to vote for things that you want them to vote for, to support things that you want them to support. To not pay attention. A lot of people, you know, just don't pay attention nowadays to what's really going on in government and uh, what's happening out there. And it's it's an unfortunate thing. It's leading to a country that is not going to look like the country that we grew up in. The country that was founded to be free. The country that was founded to be the beacon of hope uh, across this world. And we're fast heading for a disaster. Um, you know, I think a couple things that prevent that are God and his grace. Um, the fact that we have states and state governments that can push back against the federal government. And uh, markets. I think the free market still holds a lot of weight with a lot of people. And people don't want to see the free market go away. Now, there are a big segment, you know, the bigger players in the picture that love government control because it just it allows them to dictate to politicians what they want to see happen, a.k.a. let's give everybody a shot, Pfizer, instead of um, providing the, a cheap solution to the COVID situation, which would be ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and a mix of lower-cost uh, therapeutics. And, you know, it still amazes me that we're in an emergency state. What for? You know, I, I've i only seen one report of an Omicron death, as a for instance. And, you know, talking about misinformation out there, there's been a ton in the medical community, but it's all driven by money, folks. It's all driven by big business. And you look at the pandemic, who benefited more than Walmart and Amazon and Pfizer and people, you know, companies like that, these big companies, big multinational companies, who the Democrats come out and complain about, but then take money from all day long. So, and the Republicans used to, and I don't know, you know, there's been a transition going on. Trump became more of the people's champion, more of the regular Joe guy, you know, but there's still a lot of Democrats like my mom being one of them who uh, grew up believing Democrats are for the little people and Republicans for the rich folks. And um, there's a perception out there that, that may be hard to change for a lot of people. 
So we just got to try and look at it from a, a standpoint of uh, things are changing. Things always change. Things flux, just like the climate people, you know, climates change and, uh, you know, go up and down with time. You know, there's no God put that stuff into place and nobody's been able to figure it out yet. You know, I was just watching a weather report this morning. She's like, well, it's a little too early to tell what's going to happen. And yet you can tell me what's going to happen a hundred years from now because of global warming. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But most people don't pay close enough attention to that. So with that, uh, it's a religion coming to you live from the middle West of the, the formerly United States of America, the currently divided States of America and to the republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And there is certainly going to be an argument about who uh, receives proper justice. And we got a story that we're going to hit on in a little bit that, that talks about that from a certain viewpoint. So um, we are going through the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, the book that... Uh, speaks to how we got here and why we are here, what the purpose of this whole thing is, what's going to happen at the culmination of, of these things, uh, we'll get to later. But this is the beginning. This is what happened. And we have a record of this that most people believe Moses wrote down because it's part of the original five books that were laid out for Jewish uh, history and Jewish consumption and uh but we don't know where he got the information from was it passed down through generations uh which that's what i believe was it written down at some point prior to that uh, we don't know so again you have two versions of of how we got here one random chance came out of a cesspool millions of years ago and miraculously things were designed by random acts of mitigation or random processes that somehow produced uh, systems like male and female within how many different species that you know went from one species to another according to the evolutionary religious doctrine and their priesthood or you have Jesus Christ and you know there's a lot of religions that try and fill the blank Mohammedism, Buddhism, Shintoism, uh, lots of isms and None of them add up. They all have prophets that died that are no longer with us. You know, Joseph Smith, the Latter-day Saints who circumvented the Christian faith. Jehovah's Witnesses who circumvented the Christian faith. Um, there's many versions of Christianity that, that have been subverted by man. Um, the modern-day uh, prosperity gospel, Joel Osteen, folks like that. But really, the only way to really truly follow Christ is to go back to the Bible look at what was meant to the people it was written to at that time and decipher how that might be applied today. You know, the Bible only has one meaning, what was written, right, at that time to the people it was written to. And when we read Genesis, you know, the intention was to talk about the beginning or the foundation of this world, the foundation of creation and what happened and what God did to bring everything into existence. You know, the self-existing one, the Lord God Almighty, brought us into existence with a plan and a purpose, gave us free will, I believe, because Adam and Eve then used that free will in the garden to follow their own uh, desire, in Eve's case, that um, 
the serpent supposedly beguiled her into, and yet she knew what she was doing was wrong. Just like most of us, when we sin, we know after the fact, we look, oh, yeah, that was kind of stupid. Or you know in the middle of it what you're doing is wrong, and yet you do it anyway. So we are uh, we got through the first three chapters, and you know was was the main focus of the creative process you know and adam and eve are created and there's a uh, um they fall from uh god's plan basically the initial plan of them being in the garden and and growing up and and him i imagine teaching them the differences between good and evil and they eat the fruit they're not supposed to and then they're cast out of the garden and so now they're outside of that, living somewhere. It doesn't really say where they live. But let's read chapter 4 of Genesis, and then we'll, we'll comment on it a little bit as we go. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten the man from the Lord. Now, nobody knows exactly when this occurred. I'm assuming it was after they were out of the garden, because it's, it's after chapter 3. Um, and uh, so it's it's starting to discuss Adam's fam, family history, right, at this point. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth. And his countenance fell. Now, how often do we get upset or irritated or don't think something's fair? Right? We're going to, again, hit on a story here in a bit that, it, you know, people use that, use that reactive substance within all of us to create division, to create a desire in people to uh, do things they wouldn't normally do. And in this case, uh, you know, he's he's very upset that, that God did not accept his offering. Now there's a lot of speculation as to why I don't really know. I don't, you know, I, I'm assuming it's not, he didn't, Cain didn't bring uh, the first fruits. Cause it just says Kate Cain brought of the fruit of the ground of an offering unto the Lord. And, uh, and then it says the Abel brought the first, one of the firstlings of his flock. So, uh, apparently the offering wasn't what God had expected and God um, wanted from his people, you know, the respect of an offering from uh, his creation, right? Those whom in which he gave life. And, you know, we see in, in Cain this reaction that a lot of us have against God. You know, we don't respect God. We don't uh, hold him in reverence for the simple fact that we have life now the evolutionary religion that's one of the biggest problems i have with it is it works directly against that you can't have both the people who put their trust and faith in the theistic evolution i i laugh at i just it is worse than the apostasy of evolution itself um, god does not need a, a million years to do anything okay i mean you can see that in the history of jesus christ when he was on the earth but when you look back at the story of Cain and Abel, it goes on and it says, And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lies at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So that's 
we need to choose to rule over our own sin through the grace of God. To be accepted by God it is a process we need to work at. You know, nowadays we don't have to bring him a sacrifice. We need to trust in what his son already sacrificed for us, which is a beautiful thing. But back then that hadn't happened yet. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. So here it, it culminates in hatred and murder and, uh, you know, Cain letting that anger get the best of him, letting that anger and division that I believe Satan caused in this process because he's still in the world. He's just slithering around like a snake. Um, to cause a situation that resulted in somebody's death. One of the, you know, the first murder. And the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Well, what's the second commandment that Christ talks about? Um, love your neighbor as yourself, right? Who's closer, a closer neighbor than your own brother? And he said, what has thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cries to me from the ground. Now that's an interesting, I've always fast, been fascinated with that statement. Life is in the blood, they say. And there's a lot of truth. I mean, you know, blood carries oxygen. It carries nutrients. It carries, uh, you know, our reaction, our immune system reactions. It, it does a lot of things. And somehow it cried out to God, this blood from Abel that is on the ground. It just, it's a fascinating thing to think upon. I don't know what ultimately it might mean, but it's a... Uh, uh, you know, God is ingrained in his creation, people. It's not, he's not some separate being as the Mohammedans think that's out there that's unapproachable, untouchable. Um, and again, I think that's a uh, deception of the evil one that has been brought upon man through the Muhammad, uh, Mohammedan religion that, that God somehow, you know, is, is so separate and beyond. You know, it's kind of a similar thing to what the Jews used to think or thought and again it's not a bad thought but um right here i would argue god is involved in his creation cares about his creation to the point where he knows when somebody's blood is spilt on the ground and now art thou cursed from the earth which has opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand when you till the ground it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength a fugitive and a vagabond you shall be in the earth and cain said unto the lord my punishment is greater than i can bear and I just, every time I see that, I'm like, oh, boo-hoo. You know, you brought this upon yourself, but yet, who has more compassion than God when you think about it? Um, to send his own son into the world to die for us and our evil evilness, if you will. Um, I just, but I, it's hard for me to feel sorry for Cain in this uh, situation. Behold, you've driven me out to stay from the face of the earth and from thy face shall I be hid and I shall be a fugitive and a bag of the earth and it shall come to pass that everyone that finds me shall slay me. Now, how many people are on the earth at this point? I, that's always a question mark to me. So far, we only know about uh, Cain and Abel and Abel's gone. So you got Adam and Eve and uh, Cain. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slays Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. So apparently there are more people there. And I don't know, you know, how all that transpired back then. The Bible does not tell us. 
And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. And unto Enoch, now again, where did he get away from? You know, most people think it was one of his sisters. And, the you know, genetics were pure enough that it didn't matter back then. Um, I don't know. It, the Bible doesn't say. I'm not going to speculate. I have no idea where his wife came from. I, it doesn't matter. He had a wife, and they bore children together. And that's, uh, to me, it continued the race of men, the race of human beings, which is the only race. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch, right? So, and then we go, and unto Enoch was born Irad. Irad begat Mahu, and now we start in the history. Mahujalel, Mahujalel begat Methuselah, and uh, Methuselah begat Lamech. Lamech took unto him two wives. The name of one was Ada, and the name of the other Zillah. And Ada bare Jabel, and he was the father of such as dwell in tents, and the end of such that have cattle, and of such. And his brother's name was Jubal, and he was the father of all such. Handled the harp and the organ and Zilla, and he also bare Tubal Cain, instructor in every artificer of brass and iron. And the sister of Tubal Cain was Nama. I mean, think about that, guys. Back then, they weren't stupid. They had plenty of smarts that came directly from the Lord God Almighty. And, uh, you know, they had pure genes. They had more capacity, I think, for knowledge than we do because variations in the kinds if you will variations uh or um the things that evolution claims it's, it's just like democrats democrats claim others are doing what they're doing like if if they come out and say oh so and so is lying well that's you guarantee that's what they're doing well in this case the evolutionists say hey random acts of uh you know mutations make things better and in reality, it makes things worse. We see that in practice. Everything tends towards uh, disarray, you know, the second law of thermodynamics. And uh, and Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice, you wives of Lamech, hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. I have no idea why that's in there, but it is, so... Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God said, she has appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom claims slew. So this is only the second child, and yet we heard all about the line of Cain um, down to, what, the fifth, fourth or fifth generation. And Seth to him also were born a son, and he called his name Enos, and, and then, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. So um, religious... Uh, activities at that point because God was no longer walking with men we don't believe at, at this point um, he had separated himself uh, from being with man on a regular basis even though Cain and Abel seemed to interact directly with God in some way and, and God spoke to them we don't see that happening at this point we see men uh, there's a transition there where men are calling upon the name of the Lord in more of a religious way. So it's it's really fascinating when you really get down to it. And there's again, there's only two answers, folks. One, we were created by a holy God who uh, put his stamp on us. And uh, if this is true, then we fell from that original perfect design and good creation into a state of sin that 
we needed redemption from, which Christ brought. And we'll find out about that later when we get into the New Testament. But, or you were evolved from, again, a random chance action, a cesspool that was uh, hanging around millions of years ago. And all of a sudden life sprang out of that with no purpose, no intent, no understanding behind it. It just happened and slowly evolved over time and evolved into all these other things. And even though you would think that uh, in that process, you'd see transitionary forms from one animal to another in the fossil record somewhere, which you do not see, even though they've tried to use certain examples as that, hey, I found a pig's tooth. Guess what? Oh, yeah, it was a transitionary form from Lucy to whatever, you know, ape to man and all this other stuff. It is so pathetic. And, you know, science, you can't put your trust and faith directly in science because people are sinful and people uh, desire to have their own situation succeed, right? So scientists are probably some of the most uh, paradigmical people on the planet where they're going to look at things through a certain lens. And one of the things you learn going to the Creation Museum in Petersburg, Kentucky, is that they'll say, look, there's one fact. Here's the fact that we know. We can observe this. Well, this observation causes us to believe this because our starting point is the Bible. It causes the evolutionists to believe this because their starting point is millions of years. And those are the two starting points. Either the Bible's true or millions of years are true. And these other religions that try and profess God uh, are false religions. I'm not even going to acknowledge that they're uh, worth going into because they're just not. There's nothing there that holds any water. They're just attempts by man to... Um, circumvent the one true faith which is christianity so with that let's look at a couple stories this morning i wanted to hit on one uh biden announces one billion for small meat processors to address soaring costs you know i've been watching some of this stuff since biden got in office and where do these guys get all this money just to spend whatever they want you know what on earth this you know when when are the american people going to demand that congress has a budget and stick to it and does not spend more than they bring in. Uh, you know, we're headed for a disaster at some point. And I, I don't know, it's, it's going to be bad when that happens. And I feel bad for my children if that it does come to pass. Because we're, I don't know, it seems like we're on a very uh, difficult path um, one of these days when, when we find out that this house of cards that, that's been built by our predecessors goes haywire. So anyway, but again, that, you know, things are being done for perceptions, purposes. And it's by, I believe, faithless, godless people behind the scenes that will do things to look good from a Christian morality worldview. And yet... Uh, in reality, they're sowing seeds of hate, sowing seeds of disparity, sowing seeds of uh, just bad stuff all the time. And there was a story this morning about a couple uh, gals at ASU that happened to have more melatonin in their skin than uh, 
other folks, right? And they were found guilty of interfering with university activities after video footage showed them harassing two white male students for studying at the university's multicultural center, according to an Instagram post of the duo complaining about their punishment. So, apparently, um, you know, the, the university is just encouraging them to be civil when talking with white people, which, okay, is that, why is that a big problem? Um, but here was the problem. There were, uh, Qureshi and Tacola claimed that hateful and racist symbology invaded our multicultural center when two students, one who wore an anti-Biden shirt and another who had a Chick-fil-A cup and a Police Lives Matter computer sticker sat near black students. So that is the cause of major division now, people. Stickers and t-shirts. And uh, the duo appeared to harass and dox the students by screaming at them and dubbing their study location peak white cis male BS. Um, ASU should totally leave study hall because they're white. Hmm. And support police. So... They argued that their video, uh, the finalized investigation was racially biased and they were forced to confront these men because ASU faculty allegedly refused to answer their cries for help. So somehow these people were injured because of a t-shirt and a bumper sticker. You see where we've gotten to in our society, folks? And again, this is not the norm. This is a, a fairly extreme thing. But, you know, these gals put this thing out on Twitter and they get 47,000 likes for this uh, activity. And that's where social media has uh, just really caused even more division. You know, the people with hate in their souls at this point, people with hate as a way of life, um, are winning the day uh, in in cases like this, you know, and just causing more division. Instead of, you know, looking upon each other, and realizing we're all human beings, there's no such thing as different races. There's one race, the human race. We have different cultural ideas, different ways in which we want to live, different uh, thoughts about how government should operate. Why can we not be civil about it? Why Why was there so much hate by these two individuals? Uh, and I would offer that it's because it's been sowed into them by faithless, godless people, people who don't want people to get along, people who don't want people to be civil. And uh, civility doesn't sell. The news media loves in uncivility or lack of civility um, because it sells. It, people pay attention to that. People, uh, oh, wow, look at what happened there. You know, it's the extreme. It's the, uh, the non-ordinary that people pay attention to. And so, you know, the news media promotes it. Um, and politicians, especially on the left side, love, love it when people hate each other. Because then they can come, hey, we need to solve this problem. And they always have the problem to solve and never fix anything. So because they try and, and fix it from a humanistic standpoint, a, a humanistic, secularistic, uh, even evolutionistic uh, ideals standpoint, and not from a Christian worldview where people need to treat, you know, put God first and uh, focus on the needs of others second and love your brother, you know, they, those two gals are my sisters. They're human beings. They may not be sisters in Christ, but when it comes to being a human being, 
um, the fact that we are all of one race. They came from the same origin I did. You know, they're beings created by a holy God and should be treated with respect and kindness. But on the flip side, they should be treating others with respect and kindness. And yeah, if you have a difference of opinion, if you don't support police, if you don't like Chick-fil-A, if you don't, if you're a supporter of Biden and yet, you know, this other person is a, is a supporter of Trump, so what? Get over yourself, right? Come on, you know, be civil about it and go try and talk to them about why you think Biden's a great guy and why you should, they should support him and be civil about it. What's, why can't you be civil about it? But again, I, I believe it goes back to the faith that these folks are putting their faith in the wrong places. And uh, we all do that to an extent. So anyway, I'm going to wrap today. Have a great day. Be blessed. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, email us at ehud.itsareligion.org and we'll be happy to help. Um, and someday we'll have a real studio with a mixing board where I can bring this music in at the front and back without it being a, a problem. But I love these two songs, the lead in and lead out. So have a blessed day. Thanks for stopping by. Things like me and her on a porch swing, the summer nights and fireflies, and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends.